0: Right. Okay. We should probably do like a proper introduction and like get cracking into the actual podcast, eh?
1: Yeah, sounds good. Yeah, right.
0: Is. Now what was the point of this podcast again? I can't remember.
1: The point of this podcast
0: yeah. Did we have like a mission statement? I can't remember if we ever like really formalised it.
1: Well I think yeah. we decided that the best possible outcome was that we would record this podcast once a week. Yeah. And that at some point after a certain number of weeks, I would really, really like Metal Gear Solid mm-hmm. and you would really really hate Yes. on it right
0: yeah that would be that would be ideal because i'm fucking sick of it at this point to be honest hi Welcome to Metal Gear Gough. Um, in case you're wondering what Metal Gear Gough is, uh, well, we kind of here to figure out exactly what that is. Uh, with me is Anna Turner. Anna, say hi. Hi.
1: Hi. How's it going? Pretty good, right. not bad. Okay. I'm looking forward to finding out what this is about. Yeah,
0: me too. I was hoping you might have some idea.
1: Oh, well, that hope was badly misplaced. <laughs> right, okay.
0: I mean, we should probably do some introductions. Um, I'm Sean Casey. You, you might know me. Well, you don't know me from Twitter. I, I haven't done anything. Um, but I really like Metal Gear Solid believe it or not, um, big fan of that, uh, and I was hoping to introduce Anna to it, who, because my understanding is Anna, you have no idea what's going on with any of this, do you?
1: Absolutely no clue.
0: Right, okay, but you're, uh, who are you? You should You should tell these people who you are, they know who I am, I'm Sean Casey.
1: I'm Anna Turner, I'm also from Twitter. Yeah, I'm pretty sure you've got uh,
0: more than me when it comes to things that you could introduce yourself as.
1: Yeah, but I don't know how any of them even tangentially relate to Metal Gear Cups. <laughs>
0: Yeah, but they sound significantly more impressive then. Hi, Hi, it's me, Sean from Twitter. You might know me because I sit in the bathroom all day posting pictures of my own face. I mean, you've got some video game stuff happening, right?
1: Sure. Okay, right, yeah. I'm Anna Turner. Yeah. I've played some video games, right. but Good. not these video not games. Not these particular video games? No, not these particular uh, nuggets of goodness. Right, okay. Um, but I've written some essays about some video games. You can find them... Online in some places, and I've done some talks about games. Um, And this time, I'm talking in a slightly different format about some different games.
0: This is this is really exciting for you, then.
1: Mm, mm. Mm. It's a big, big merry flag on my calendar today.
0: (laughs) Right. Okay. Because the thinking is right. I don't have any formal qualifications. I mean, when it comes to the video games, but what we establish here is that I like Metal Gear Solid, which is a difference, you know, between me and you. Uh, and I was hoping that between the two of us, we could. Because I'm noticing a lot of people these days. They're not um, more and more. When it comes to Metal Gear Solid, people just tend to. Uh, I don't think it, people have much of an idea anymore. So, people uh,
1: don't have much of an idea.
0: I don't know. It just seems what, to have been falling they... out. What I'm trying to do is, I, I'd like to. Because I, I've got the, uh, I've got the heart, right, mate. I'm all about mm-hmm. Metal Gear right? Solid, but you've got the, you've got the essays, mate. Those involve brains and shit, don't they? Right. You, you,
1: I mean, as you're saying this, yeah. I'm looking over the notes that I have made during yeah. <laughs> my first like hour and a half of playing Metal Gear Solid Won. and I'm thinking mm-hmm. you're gonna be disappointed. Well,
0: okay, because I'm kind
1: I mean, the first note I've got is from the like intro cutscene before the game starts, mm-hmm. and at one point Snake asks, "I've got it down here. I've got it in words." Okay. but he asks, "What's the insertion <laughs> method?" <laughs> And I've read your parents should've told you that already, pal. So that's the level of engagement okay, that you should be expecting. Right, cuz I was kind
0: of looking for like a sort of like intellectual ambassador to bring translate my love of the franchise and tell like, you know, clever clogs people why they should like it too. But I didn't realize Shit. you you were just going to be bringing like mainly like, you know, dirty like sex jokes to the proceedings.
1: Yeah, like 80 to 90% really bad jokes.
0: Okay, I mean it's kind of too late to get anyone else at this point so I guess we just have to stick with you um, yeah so the mission is right and uh, so let's just before um, we started this what was your knowledge of the franchise in general
1: my knowledge of the franchise right um, I had some of them right. on PS2 when I was a kid so I think Metal Gear Solid 2 and 3 yeah yeah um, I had those I played about with them a bit I didn't pay a lot of attention to the happenings which I don't really blame myself. I certainly didn't read the novels that I've now discovered are tucked away in there. Oh,
0: yeah. I mean, they're essential reading.
1: Right. None of that. None of that went in. Okay. Um, well, this is so... really weird, because I thought you we're liked books, Anna.
0: I mean, I-, I thought you were all about the books. I thought if you went into a video game about a man with a gun and found in the options menu you know, a 374-page novel, you'd be all-, all over that shit.
1: I mean, I'm probably a different person at 22 than I was at, like... Nine. Oh, okay, fair enough. So, I
0: mean, yeah, they're. D-
1: I mean, we're basically dealing with a clean slate here, right? Okay. More or less. Right.
0: So, yes, to reiterate, melgar Guff, here's the idea: we're going to play through the franchise. Well, we're going to start with the first game. I mean, obviously, grand scheme, we're getting through the whole lot, one to five, if you can last that long. I mean, we could get into the next episode and you realize that you hate this fucking game more than anything in the entire world, and then you know we might have to drop it. Um, it's
1: completely possible. Yeah,
0: it is possible. But, you know, as intentions stand, we're going to go through the entire franchise and we're just going to see what happens. We're going to see if you find anything worthwhile communicating to the people out there. Because mm, mm. I'm all of the... Oh, yeah, I,
1: Yeah. speaking of things that are worthwhile, mm-hmm. there's already one thing that I've discovered, which I'm hoping, yeah. as we progress, that more about this will come to light. Oh. I'm a bit hesitant. I'm not sure if I'm going to get my wish. Right. But one thing that I discovered that was completely new to me is that Snake is really into, like, dog sled racing. Oh,
0: yeah, he's super into dog sled racing. I think, did Shit. I not send you lots of, have I not send you lots of fan art of, like, Solid Snake on the back of sleds with a bunch of dogs?
1: No, I would definitely remember <laughs> that, and it would definitely be my lock screen right now. Yeah, no, he he,
0: he won, and this isn't bullshit, um, he won a very specific, very famous dog race. He's actually, he's not just slightly into dog racing, he's actually very good at dog racing.
1: Amazing. I mean, what I want, really, from the games is I want to meet the whole team. Oh, yeah. Like, I want to know what all the dogs are called. I mean, um,
0: I can tell you right now it doesn't happen. I mean, we could put an end to that right now. That basically, that passing mention of him being into dog sled racing, that's basically it.
1: you really, like, snuffed out <laughs> one of the main... Well, like, I thought it was easier to I just get to that over
0: with quickly, because otherwise every single, like, episode, you're just going to be, oh, I can't wait for the dogs Maybe. to come back up. yeah. So yeah, mm-hmm. I'm sorry you never hear more That's from really the dogs. Really he never there's never there. like a cut scene which is just Snake just hanging out with his dogs. It's like we're not going to this game doesn't finish with, you know, Solid Snake just going back home like petting all of his dogs. Speaking to all of his dogs, racing Fuck. all of his dogs.
1: I mean, yeah, like he says in the beginning during the briefing bit mm. that like, oh, I really need to get back in time for this race, and I was like, shit, is he gonna get back in time? <laughs> like it's the prom the
0: in like <laughs> the big romantic comedy movie.
1: Yeah. So yeah. like the terror th- so, so is he gonna win the trophy? <laughs> so- is this gonna end with Snake holding it above his head and all of his dogs are like running up to him? Uh-huh. Like. Oh, okay. No so people. so far.
0: You're expecting the whole terrorist incident. That's just, like, the flavour of, like, the fun adventure story of Solid Snake. No,
1: well, no, it's, like, the tension, you know? Uh-huh. Like, it's what makes it really exciting and what really makes you root for him to get back to Anchorage in time mm-hmm. for the big dog sled race. Okay. Like, it's just a bit, of, a bit of friction. Uh-huh.
0: Okay, right. Well, straight off the bat, I can tell you that this franchise is unfortunately not entirely about, or even slightly about, uh, dogs.
1: Okay, it's not it's not like a predecessor to Nintendo Dogs in any way.
0: I don't think. I mean, there are there's a lot of crossover. There's a very obs- obscure Japanese racing game I think is somewhat in this universe. There's no dog simulator that I'm you know aware of at this particular juncture uh, that has any link with this fiction
1: whatsoever. Okay, well that is a crying shame, but I'm willing to pick up all the little pieces of my heart okay. and move on with renewed optimism about the rest of the series.
0: Okay, well, that's good. Just I mean,
1: <sighs> yeah.
0: That's good. That's that's a positive attitude. You know, I've I've told you that the game isn't about, you know, what it should be about, and you're still on board.
1: Yeah. I mean, that's good. Yeah, I'm getting there.
0: Right. I've been trying this entire time. I've been trying to find out the name of the dog race that Solid Snake won, uh, but I can't find it.
1: All I know is that they definitely say it's in Anchorage at some point. Yeah. I've written that down anyway, so I'm assuming somebody said it. It's a big race in Anchorage.
0: Right. So Metal Gear Solid, then, I think. We were talking about that.
1: Right. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Okay. So, um, for the record, um, what have we been doing this week? We've been going through, what, the first hour and a half of America Solid?
1: Yeah, yeah, including sort of like all the briefing notes and stuff. Uh,
0: yeah, yeah, uh, that, must have been that, a, that must have been a good message to receive. Oh, I can't wait to play this game. And then I think the mm. first thing I said to you was, by the way, the first thing you need to do is you need to sit down uh, and read some stories and, uh, and watch some videos.
1: Yeah, I mean, I think the first sort of hour or so that I engaged with the game, I sort of watched a bit of a movie. Mm-hmm. Where he was in his little submarine, yep. which I've just learnt the acronym for, and immediately forgot again. Yeah. But he's in his submarine. It's got a name, mm-hmm. and you watch that for a bit. There's some weird names about his old his old buddies. They get introduced with, and everyone's got a cooler name than Solid Snake. You've got like Psychomantis. He's introduced I, in that little what, bit. What's what's
0: not cool? What's what's not cool about Solid Snake is a name.
1: And Solid Snake is a fantastic name, but it's not Psychomantis. Revolver Ocelot or Decoy Octopus. I mean,
0: holy shit you can actually remember all the names. I mean, that's a good start.
1: <laughs> I've got all the guys back together. Yep. The whole team's there. Uh, well, I mean, they're not entirely back together because the, the thing that I'm led to believe has happened before before I've joined the uh, timeline story narrative mm-hmm. is that all of Snake's old buddies right. are now all of Snake's current Baddies. Well,
0: not so much buddies. It's um, the <clears throat> military unit he used to be a part of, where they gave him his nice name. He decided mm. he didn't want to do that anymore. He wanted to uh, race dogs, which is, like, obviously... Um,
1: mm. Natural progression. Yeah,
0: and so while he was away, they needed someone to... They, they're like, oh, shit, Snake's fucked off to look after some dogs. We need to get some, you know, other cool boys in here. And now these other cool boys that, you know, are his... Uh... Oh,
1: so they're not his buddies. No, they're, just... no,
0: they're not his buddies. They're just... Um, co- well, not co-workers, because they, they kind of... <laughs> This is, this, is, this is where things get in- interesting. i played these games since I was about 11, um, over and over again. Right. I've read lots of additional, like, fiction. I've got, I've got, the, I've read the novelization, God help me. Uh, I had the digital graphic novels. There's still so much that I am not even slightly clear on.
1: Right. My understanding... Okay, well, this is going to be fun. Oh, yeah, this is going to yeah, be fantastic. Sweet. Oh,
0: yeah, I mean, I am a Metal Gear expert to the extent that that's possible. Which actually isn't that possible. Yeah,
1: like, as close as you can get without actually being Kojima. Oh, yeah. I mean, I don't think... Well, no, no, Uh. because I
0: don't think he has a fucking idea, either, to be (laughs) honest. Right. No, my understanding is, right, his boys, the Foxhand boys, Solid Snake (laughs) fucked off to raise some dogs because he had that bad time in those old games that, you know, I hadn't played because they're old games, Mm. so they're probably quite bad. Um, he, he, He retired with the doggos, and then they're like, Shit, we need to get some more boys with cool names about animals. So he, so they can do his old job, and then mm-hmm. they turn bad, and they're involved in this nonsense.
1: And liquid snake was need- needlessly confusing, right? For a start. I mean, what's needlessly like,
0: confusing about that?
1: Well, because I knew that I was solid snake, and then I was like, "There's this guy called liquid snake. Is that like I couldn't tell if I maybe I was liquid snake, and I haven't yet graduated to being solid snake." Oh, so really sure you it think it's
0: like a like a naming convention, like you know, lieutenant colonel type thing?
1: yeah kind of right so and you really think like confused. snake is
0: um, right <laughs> okay well
1: my main question would be is at any point mm. is there a gassy snake
0: <laughs> there is a solid snake which is a uh I, I believe a state between solid and liquid no gaseous snake that i'm aware
1: of no gassy snake
0: yeah i mean but who the oh, fuck would a want to be gassy snake, snake? Oh. Well, that's
1: it. I really wanted the idea that like they will turn up on the get day <laughs> where they get their names, and like solid snake's like yeah brilliant great. Yeah, liquid lit. snake's like this is pretty good. And then you've just got one guy who's like gassy snake.
0: Really? <laughs> well, no, yeah, no, that, that's not how it works. Okay, that's not how it works.
1: Thank you for clearing that up.
0: Yeah, it, it's more of like a family name. Think of the family snake gathered around for dinner. You know what I mean? Okay. You know you got little solid baby snake and you got liquid snake okay and in the middle you've got you know gash not gaseous oh for fuck's sake you're gonna make me calm gashes from that one aren't you so yeah sorry you've so this is that was gonna be a point of controversy uh when i was initially thinking about doing this podcast is where to start because there's gonna be so many people who are already angry that we're not doing those classic very old games metal gear one and two um to them i say those games are very old and they're very difficult uh, and they don't look very nice so we're not gonna play them is that okay with you
1: yeah, that disclaimer ticks all my blocks. Okay, good.
0: I mean, good. you got the gist of it with that, that incredible... I actually have some choice quotes uh, from earlier on, reading through the previous operations. <clears throat> That's me being unfair to Metal Gear 1 and 2. But the real reason I'm not doing it is because I didn't play them when I played Metal Gear Solid 1. And the idea was to bring you through the same sort of experience of playing the Metal Gear Solid games that I did and see what happens. Okay.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And, you know, back then, it, it it wasn't like an easy way to play those games. So, like, I didn't have like an emulator or anything. I didn't even know. Mm. Yeah. No, we... think, so were
1: these the like text bits at the beginning of the game? These are the text bits at the start of the game. Because I think game. I made some yeah. notes about it. Okay. Uh, I noted that Gray Fox's last message was Metal Gear. Ellipses. And yep. I also expect that those might be my last words.
0: <laughs> right. Okay.
1: Oh, and I found out what Metal Gear actually was. That's really important.
0: Oh no, it's not. This this franchise isn't even remotely about those. <laughs>
1: can I do my bit about Metal Gear, please? <laughs> are you
0: are you are you just snickering at your own notes right now? No. Okay.
1: I'm, I'm snickering at me desperately trying to get out my notes, and you just be like, "No, we're not going to talk about that." Okay,
0: no, we can talk about that. What do you want to talk about, Metal no. Gear?
1: Right. Well, what I want to talk about is that when they're introduced, mm-hmm. it starts off really normal, like. So a Metal Gear is like a nuclear warhead, right? Well, no, it's kind of.
0: it, it's it's the robot that carries the nuclear warhead.
1: Well, see, here's where it gets really odd for me. Okay. Yeah. So it talks about something to do with nuke for a bit. Mm-hmm. And then it tells you specifically that this thing walks on two legs. Yeah. Those are the exact words mm-hmm. that it uses. It specifies two legs. Yeah, like, it,
0: it, it's a bipedal nuclear-equipped walking battle tank. Right. I mean, so like, what
1: tells you that they're making a battle tank capable Mm -hmm. of that level of destruction that is alluded to here. Your first question is definitely going to be, how many legs does it walk on?
0: (laughs) I mean... (laughs) I think the thing with the two legs is to get across the whole all-terrain idea. Because if you Mm. say tank, right, you're not imagining a tank walking up a cliff, are you?
1: No, I suppose you're not.
0: Yeah, so like, I think the legs are important to get across the idea that this thing can launch a nuke literally from anywhere because a tank can't be anywhere like a tank can't like stand up for starters
1: yeah but it could be like quadrupedal and that would still work
0: okay so your beef is specifying is specifying the two legs
1: yeah well it just it caught me for a loop really like I was like flicking through and it was like oh this is kind of normal kind of stuff my dad would like mm-hmm. kind of military espionage stuff Yeah. and then it says that this tank walks on two legs all of a sudden
0: yeah I mean I don't, I don't know what's strange about that frankly I mean I've seen that all the time maybe you just haven't read enough military fiction that dad's like
1: maybe maybe I haven't maybe it's a bit more like I mean if you've read Bravo 2 like, there's expected.
0: there's about three or four chapters on just walking tanks
1: with like blueprints and everything oh yeah mm. I, I, I've heard good things right
0: <clears throat> anyway Mega Sword.
1: Snake and Fox had a fight? Yeah, Snake and Fox had a fight, yeah. They had a little tiff. Um, And what I really like, right, I've got a quote here from how the fight is described. According, word for word, this is what it says, (laughs) Snake and Fox fought without any weapons. Yep. A fist-to-fist duel Mm -hmm. involving no hatred or murder intent. (laughs) It's beautiful. Oh, no. It's really beautiful. It brings a tear to my eye, but... Right, uh-huh. cool. call cool me old fashioned right. if you want, but you're having a little wrestle, right? Like okay. With your pal, yeah,
0: a little a wrestle
1: as pals do. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's no hate feelings, and there's no murder feelings involved. Yeah, I think you're having sex, <laughs> but I think so. You're Fox reading this and are doing some sex, okay? In that scene.
0: So what is you're reading this and you're basically imagining them just like tumbling around in the mud
1: kind of yeah like rolling down a hill and stuff right. and like there's daisies like
0: maybe it started out as a flight yeah yeah and then just just. then
1: some stuff just came bubbling to the surface yeah that
0: none of them had like really talked about before but like always been there
1: no yeah and it's finally just acknowledged no need for words mm-hmm. it's it's quite beautiful thank you for that coach i assume <laughs> that coach wrote this because who else would
0: yeah i mean who the fuck would write that um no, no, but that's a point. That's actually an integral idea behind the entire franchise: the idea of fighting as a uh, pure expression, removed from like any like political context. Okay. Like outer heaven, as it's established in like that first previous story, the idea was that they were, you know, a mercenary yeah. company without state or you know political agenda. They are literally only there to fight. So people would pay them, and they'd fight for you, and they wouldn't be fighting for like any kind of ide- you know ideological reasons. They'd only be doing it because they like fighting. Right. Um, which is actually integral... Well, shit, we can get into that later on, actually. That's two games away. We can leave that alone for now.
1: Okay, right. So what we've got here as well, so Mm. after this fight with Snake and Fox, Mm -hmm. it says that Snake disappeared into the white lands of Alaska alone.
0: Alone. Apart from those dogs.
1: We know, exactly, we know he wasn't alone. Because... The real Metal Gear Solid is the Husky Sledge Racing friends that you make along the way.
0: Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I I think it's a circle that there's already canonical fuck-ups between the previous story and the options menu and the game itself. Right. That's pretty impressive.
1: (laughs) Yeah, it is actually, yeah. right. That's quite something to behold.
0: Okay, so, we should get into the game itself. Um,
1: Oh, can we do one more thing? We can do one more thing. If you've got a funny note, tell me, mate. I love this so much. Okay, so, there's big boss's last words as well as Mm. last words go to snake this is fantastic okay (laughs) apparently big boss's last words since they last met have been ringing around in snake's head Mm. nonstop. he can't stop thinking about what he said and this is what he said these are the words that have been echoing around in snake's mind as he's trying to sleep as he's like trying to raise his dogs Right, yeah, he's racing through Alaska. He really wants to get to that race in Anchorage. He needs to beat off his, like, nasty... He needs to do something. He's
0: like, he's not just racing against other dogs. He's racing against that, you know, echoing message.
1: Yeah, exactly. He's trying to drive it out of his mind Mm -hmm. by shouting, Mush, mush, a lot. Right. And these are the words. Whoever wins, our battle does not end. The loser is freed from the battlefield, but the winner must remain there, and the survivor must live his life as a warrior until he dies and you can't blame snake that is catchy isn't it that's it's a bit wordy though like no like that is a power that's a small essay on the nature of victory through physical like prowess Mm.
0: yeah i mean you can't really get that tattooed on your arm
1: no you can't well
0: you, you could but it'd be a fucking mess
1: you need a really big arm
0: yeah right so the game itself.
1: Yeah, the game itself. Okay, yep. Played some of that, yep. Can, I've performed my snakely duties. All
0: right. okay. Um, uh, uh, how's it going with the uh, with the old stealth?
1: With the old stealth. Um, the stealth is fine. It's quite mm-hmm. nice. It's yep. it's refreshing to play a stealth game that isn't like... Where stealth doesn't necessarily mean run up to the nearest guy behind his back and stab him in the neck. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah, it is so nice. Because
0: that's the norm these days. It's... Uh, Stealth usually means running around, sliding around and chopping people's heads off.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Very stealthy way to go about your business. Mm-hmm. Um, so it is nice to like play something that is actually about like crawling around and cleaning to walls and yeah. All of that stuff. Good stuff. Vents, huge vents. By the way, yeah. mailing really needs to sort her like radar system out so it works when you're in vents. It's, well, I mean saying. have
0: you ever made your own fucking radar system?
1: I mean I haven't, but she has and she seems like she's got it together.
0: Well, yeah, she has. I mean, there's some things that you can't, you know, adapt for. I mean, have you have any idea the technical complexity of making a radar system that works when you're hiding underneath a box?
1: <laughs> I I hear that that is the main issue to get around when you're designing a complex radar system.
0: Yeah, I mean, that's why it was just so hard to find these terrorists for so long because they were just putting like you know very small boxes above them. All, they were all just times. having
1: like when they needed to have a little sneaky terrorist chat, they just mm-hmm. like got under a box. Yeah, I and then know. that
0: was it. System. Completely fucked. Mm.
1: Mm. Damn it. That's really smart.
0: Yeah. Um, so yeah, to give you an idea, oh, how personal do we want to get with like why I like Metal Gear Solid? Is that thing I we mean, want to talk about? Why do far I like as you it? you
1: want to go, really.
0: <laughs> I mean, it's not like, you know, anything particular deep, but it's like, um, I'm trying to think of the project as me saying why I like it, right? Or if it's just us going through it and trying to figure out what you think about it.
1: Oh, no, I think, I think there should be, to an extent, a bit of input on what this meant to you.
0: Okay, well, what this meant for me was... I mean, I'm trying to think of like other video games back then. Because I got this roundabout when Metal Gear Solid 2 was coming out, which, I don't know if you remember, that coming out was basically the biggest deal in the entire universe. It was fucking everywhere. Um, and so I was in a uh, spar in Lawrencekirk, which is a very, very, very small town on the northeast of Scotland. Uh, misery mile it's called actually because it's a mile long and uh, anybody going through it has a really bad time and uh, the very first one Metal Gear Solid was in a bargain bin for a fiver and I was like oh, give that a shot 11 year old Sean and, like, until then most of the games I play were I'm not exaggerating when I say I only played Final Fantasy games I literally only played Final Fantasy games because, like, any other game, it's like, I'm not saying I'm an idiot, right? This is going to be, there's going to be so many people listening who are like, oh, we finally figured out, whenever Sean's shit-talking video games like Dark Souls or Red Dead, it's because, because he's really shit at games, right? I am really shit at games. Yeah, so that's why I, I hadn't really been playing other games, because Final Fantasy, you know, it's all turn-based. It just It's just endless scenes of just people talking or, like, organising weddings or, like, talking about Destiny. It's all very nice and, like, pleasant most of the time. And then you know, when a Barney does happen, you don't need to need to be concerned about it because everybody's just kind of standing around in very like, orderly fashion. Yeah, it's really times. polite. Yeah, so any other time Genky. I tried to play a game, like if I was around at a friend's house, I was like, oh Sean, play this game, I just freaked. I'd be sweating within like thirty seconds It'd be like a thousand Ooh. things on screen, explosions, things trying to kill me. I'm like, nope, don't like that. So then Metal Gear Solid, I quite like because, um, like I said, there's like so much that isn't just the game. I mean, there's all the codec messages. I'm not saying it's like a visual novel, but it, those bits kind of are.
1: Yeah actually i was kind of surprised by how quickly the game kind of became a dating sim so.
0: <laughs> right yeah because before the game even starts you've basically what i mean he's flirted with uh, natasha and mei ling i think already before you even get control of him
1: so yeah like right off the bat you're dressed as a character your dad yep. would really like you're kind of being given this mm-hmm. thing that would make your dad like rub his hands together and I'd be like oh yeah this is gonna be good um and then you're like just flirting yeah. with like two different girls while you're waiting outside to do all the like espionage.
0: Uh huh. Important world-saving type stuff.
1: Yeah. No. But you're just like two-timing these lassies for a yeah. bit, and it's absolutely brilliant. Like, and it's it great. Is. You can just also you just like have their number and you can just sort of ring them up when you fancy. <laughs> it's completely inappropriate, but brilliant.
0: Yeah. No. I think that's why I liked it because like so many games, especially like that year, they had like this really even back then you had this really. I don't know why I'm going to pick on Croc here, right? For some reason, my mind's focusing on Croc. And I know that you're... Do you have some affection for Croc? I feel like you might.
1: Do I have some... No more than most.
0: Okay, right. Same well, there a lot of games back then. They had this, like, really weird, cold, kind of, like, really scary atmosphere. Because they're, like, really polo- like polygonal, and they'd be quite mm-hmm. empty.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And they tend just to be you and these things that, like, attack you on sight.
1: Right. Yeah.
0: So that really freaked me out what I like about Solid 1 was it was the first game I kind of played at that era that wasn't Final Fantasy mm. in which I felt like there was like actual other people in it huh. even though there's not because the game itself it is it's, if if you strip everything away the core of the game is just you alone versus enemies right but because of all these other you know like you have the briefing videos the yeah. previous story and all the codex messages mm. and all the characters that you can literally just call someone and have a wee chat
1: yeah like I don't know did you ever play that game uh, that board game that was like oh, I can't remember what it's called but it had a phone, Dream Phone. It was a board game. Yes, Dream like Phone. Is, is, is that guys. when you
0: tried to find your boyfriend? Yeah, or someone
1: has a crush on you. It's like Cluedo, but right, with like high school drama. And there's like a Excellent. phone in the middle of the board, and you go around and you get to like you collect guys' phone numbers, and you can ring them and get more information from them. And it was so weird how much Metal Gear Solid was like Dream Phone. I was not <laughs> expecting that.
0: I mean, that's a think piece right there. <laughs> You could picture that to it someone. Is, yeah, it's easily.
1: dream fun for boys and dads. Yeah.
0: <laughs> dads. Well, that's obviously the other thing me being, you know, 11 years old. This is about a year after my dad. Basically I turned 10 and that was like when my dad stopped like putting up with me just wanting to watch like Space Jam and Good Burger and Flubber and shit.
1: Right.
0: He was like, "No, Sean, you're going to start watching real films for real men." So when he, that's when he he cracked out his drawer of like 12 certificate and like 15 certificate films from the 80s. He's like Sean, watch these, mate. Mm-hmm. I'm like, oh, all right. Um, so very quickly, I, I I've been a dad since I was about eleven. No, I haven't had a son. But I mean, in terms of, in terms <laughs> that was of like, be a the very media, big I reveal for
1: podcast episode one.
0: Yeah, episode one. I mean, I, you keep things like that Just for. So Sean Casey, 30. I have an adult yeah.
1: son.
0: <laughs> yeah, no, I I was a dad in the terms of that by eleven. I was already well. Obviously, I, I have a dad, and when you have a dad and you're a, you know a boy they're just delighted because they finally have someone to watch james bond films with so straight away he's like right james bond james bond james bond and then i turn 10 and he's like right we're watching fucking leon I'm like okay and then dude we're watching aliens like okay and we're watching escape from new york okay so like all these films that he'd been like <laughs> i hadn't been really have have anyone to watch with because my mom was just kind of like wanting to watch you know whatever was on, was on television like polite television him being, like, a sad old dad man with all this like, sad old dad films and, like, books to read. He finally had someone to kind of give them to. So that was quite good. And that, you know, I had a game that, oh, I actually recognize some of this. This is this is up my street. You know what I mean? There's, like, men with uh, guns and bandanas talking about the president and, you know, the Joint Chiefs of Staff.
1: Yeah. Yeah. It's the same sort of language, yeah.
0: Yeah. So, like, that was the first game in which I, would like, recognised... Like that, there's other media like affecting it? Because mm. back then, like like I said again, I'm just gonna keep from now on. Whenever I'm just going to, when, when, I'm gonna whenever I make a blank like a blanket statement about like PlayStation One era video games, I feel from now on I should use Croc <laughs> <laughs> for literally every grievance I have about the entire era. I think I should come back to Croc. It will be traced it's back for- there. Yeah, not for like any malicious reasons. Just he's really sticks in my mind as like everything I didn't like. Because Croc was it, the
1: original sin of the PS1 era.
0: It, it really was every negative thing that like took me a long time to like because um, it was just Final Fantasy. I mean, I played Sonic when I was a kid, maybe, and I was like, I get through a level of that, mm. but that didn't really. It wasn't until like a friend got me into Final Fantasy Seven, I was like, Oh, these games are quite good. I, I quite like this. Um, so yeah, with Croc, it's the whole you know this really foreboding atmosphere where everything's out to get you. Um... I know it's the fact that it's not, I feel like I'm having a go at Croc. There's someone listening who like was tangently involved in the development of Croc and I'm really sorry. Okay. But, um, nothing influenced Croc. You know what I mean? Like it didn't come from anywhere. You know what I mean? It was just... That was just a bunch of... It was just boring. It was just so a bunch boring. of guys in an office. Yeah, that was just a bunch of guys in an office saying, right, we need to have a platformer game for this period to come out, because we need a platformer game. What are we going to do? And then they run through some animals, and they're like, oh, shit, we've already had an aardvark. We did that last year. You know, oh, have we done a cat? No, we haven't done a cat. And it's like, oh, but oh, those other guys are doing a cat downstairs. Fuck, yeah, you're right. Crocodile Man. We'll do a little Crocodile Man. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And then like, okay, what influenced like the story or like, the universe? So nothing really. I mean, it's just kind of stuff floating on platforms, and he jumps and he gets it.
1: It's just this kind you know of like I mean? noble gas that doesn't actually interact or react with any elements around it.
0: Yeah, absolutely. It was just it's just a video game. You know, it's just a platforming video game, which nothing to them. But it's it's just there. It just exists. It just kind of makes itself. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's
1: like in Oliver Twist, right, where you've got Oliver Twist, and all of this like batshit insane things are happening around him that you think mm-hmm. would change him like as a person but no he's yeah. just all of a twist like the whole way through he's just yeah it's all of a twist he's just a nice boy even yeah. though there's all this mad stuff happening around it. and that's kind of like croc croc is just croc as it goes through all of these this other like cultural phenomena happening around it at yeah. the time just doesn't all this other like it. other
0: media and like things that could have that it, could, if yeah. it was like nope i don't need that i just need to be a, a funny animal that can be on a box and who can jump on a thing and get the thing that's all i need to be which is noble we all have our part to play mm. you know, mm. nothing personal against croc but like back to the point it was the first thing I was like, oh wow! So it's like you can make a game and you could like take inspiration from other things. I didn't like know that was a thing you could kind of like do before it. Right. I thought you just kind of had like a fun animal collecting things. So because at this point, I've been maybe like two years, and my dad like every weekend like, show am watching this classic eighty film. Show am watching this classic. It's all these films with guns and helicopters and Hindi and men saving the day and all that shit. And at first time I was like, oh wow! It's like the guy who made this game must have watched all this shit. Mm. And it was like, the first time that ever happened. I mean, it's like the first idea. It was the first time I played a game where I got the idea that people had made it. Because as well, for one, it has opening credits. It has like people's names, yeah. like, human names. That was really. As funny, you're playing actually, the game,
1: like for some of the opening credits, you are like you assume some player control, and you're kind of like mm-hmm. in control of what's happening. And I was really overwhelmed by like, oh fuck, the game's starting. This is the game. now. <laughs>
0: so, <laughs> and also, like, you, you don't want to rush it because if you get through that area too quickly, maybe someone down the line in the credits doesn't get mentioned.
1: That's true, but like, what I was, I was kind of like testing the environment i guess while the credits were rolling so you start off right. and you're like there's a big generator next to you you've just like come out the water right but the water's still there and for some reason because of the way the camera was facing i just I ran down into the water that's the first thing i did and then like i noticed that the like oxygen bar comes up and i'm like oh shit this yeah. water's killing me and for some reason i couldn't get back up the steps but <laughs> so, the, the, these dramatic credits were rolling over just so what you're saying is, before the game had even
0: started, you ruined the dramatic tension. Of absolutely, Congress. yeah. Like
1: there are a few moments that are really, really cinematic, but the game puts a lot of faith in you, like continuing that to momentum. Carry them out. Yeah, yeah. And um, it was absolutely not a good fit with me.
0: So it's like, so it's it's like how you know virginia and like how it kind of takes control of the camera during transitions
1: yeah i could have done with more of that honestly (laughs) yeah
0: right so it's like uh, imagine that but if like virginia if the person playing it was like drunk so like they were always looking in the wrong direction yeah yeah
1: it was it was a little bit like that like there were a few moments in the vents as well where things get really really cinematic but like i kept moving the view really weirdly and stuff like the um i I was like
0: imagine the opening of like a james bond film which is like you have like this extravagant like multi-million dollar like opening sequence mm. and in the corner is just like Daniel Craig's like trying to climb back up some stairs from a puddle. <laughs>
1: yeah, that was basically it. So right, it was okay. a fantastic start to be honest. I was already all in yeah. after that. I mean, oh, thinking. Miller. He's one of the first people that you meet. We haven't talked about Miller yet.
0: Oh yeah, no, we haven't talked about Miller. That's just, again, going through, I can't use croc again. I can't <laughs> Right. Let's try and okay. move past Croc. I'll move past Croc. It's yes, like f- I fucking hate Croc. No, I, I don't hate Croc. I have nothing against Croc. He's just—he's a very good example. Well, no, he's a very bad. Ex- no, he's a good example of the thing I don't like. Yeah, it, it was the idea that it was just so flabbergasting to me that you could be playing a game and you could be doing something as simple as like go through some vents. Mm. The game could go, okay, Sean, now it's time to go through some vents, okay? And like most games back then, you'd just go through some yeah. vents. You know, what I mean? there wouldn't be anything anything happening. In Metal Gear Solid, you go through a vent and like an old body just kind of like. Whatsapps you In the middle of nowhere He's like Oh hey how's it going Haven't spoken in a while How's it, how's it hanging I was like Oh it's alright I'm in some vents And then you can, You'll you see some mice And then he'll tell you A bit about the biology Of the mice Right <laughs> And I'm like If you ever need to know more about mice snake, call me. You should follow these mice; they'll help you out. So it's like something as simple as going down a fucking vent is like imbued with like so much weird, like really charismatic.
1: Yeah, it's an event.
0: Extra flavor. Yeah. It
1: adds an extra e to vent.
0: (laughs) Jesus Christ.
1: But no, I see what you mean.
0: That could be an that could be a pretty good podcast episode title. That was that extra extra e vent?
1: We're not having that. No, that's not quite as good as several pounds of guff. Several pounds of guff. Yeah, we decided.
0: So what did you want to say about uh, good old Miller? Do you have anything? One of my favorite
1: things yeah. about Miller was, yeah. like, the first yeah. sort of time that I talked to him, and I'm sure we're going to get to this more, in that the game yeah. breaks the fourth wall a lot. That's a thing that it does. Mm-hmm. Often and without provocation. Um so one of the first things that Miller did when he when I talked to him was that he broke the fourth wall in order to tell me to make sure I nap regularly if I'm playing the game too much. He's like, Oh yeah, serious soldiers always know to take a nap when things get intense so that their performance isn't affected. There's like
0: there's so much like that in the game which I quite the thing the criticism is always leveled against this is that it just wants to be a film right? which I like, think is so far from this is me we should have I should have done this during the introduction of the whole I think Hirojima is like basically the only person who kind of understands video games to like at a, a level that like nobody else quite does and I think we're like slowly getting to in that oh god I can't use I can't use that phrase can I I'm wanting to talk about how he <laughs> how he how he handles the difference between the uh, narrative of the game and the mechanics of the game, which would require me saying a phrase I really never wanted to say on a podcast ever.
1: Right. Um, oh, I know exactly we what you were gonna say. Yeah. We can't no, we can't let's, talk about that. No, let's avoid the, uh, we, can't. the uh... we we
0: should make up a noise that we could make when that's what we want to say, but we don't want to. Uh, really acknowledge it.
1: Yeah. Let's
0: I'm thinking something along the lines of like a <laughs>
1: <laughs> Oh god. You know what I mean? Yeah, just sound the little narrative dissonance klaxon <laughs>
0: Oh no! She said it. Ugh. It's
1: right. You can put a klaxon over ab- it. Oh
0: god, that's gonna be so good in post. We could absolutely do a ludo narrative <laughs> dissonance klaxon. That does funny. Even when somebody does it, like accidentally says it there, just have this wailing klaxon whenever anybody yeah, says ludo narrative dissonance. Like every single time someone says it yeah, in any context, so if we were just it. saying it back and forth. It's just this wall of ludo <laughs> narrative dissonance klaxon.
1: Yeah, just so the audience can really get used to the sound that they're gonna hear whenever someone says ludo narrative dissonance in. Ludon out of distance, well, yeah.
0: yeah. So, my, so my thing is, like, the whole um, treating it like a film is that it really doesn't, because I'm trying to think of, like, there's so many, like, game cliches that it's, like, wanting to kind of teach you about, right? Right. And it does it in, like, in ways that most games wouldn't. So there's things like, um... Have you noticed in the... the did, did you get the uh, shaft grenades? Or chafe grenades? Yes, I have Right, okay, and they're, like, between two searchlights. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and you need to time mm-hmm. it really perfectly. <clears throat> Later on, obviously you won't know this, because... Wow, we should have addressed this earlier. You may not be playing the game as it was initially intended, mm. is my understanding.
1: Oh, what? Because I'm emulating. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Right.
0: Okay. Because you're missing out like a big chunk of the lovely conversation with mailing. Yeah, I
1: think I'm gonna right? try and find them somewhere <sighs> else.
0: Yeah, just gonna have to get. Them. I'm pretty sure it's just a, a little appendix. Of all the mailing stuff. To my experience. Yeah. Yeah. All the stuff like the very. I think it is times. I'm not sure if it's like um by area if she has like certain messages but the first few messages she does for you is like she'll read out a quote and then she'll like tangentially try to use that as a way to say what the philosopher was trying to say is that you shouldn't take unnecessary risks to gain things you might not necessarily need right so the game could just say in a little pop-up box you know don't try to get an item if it's dangerous unless you know you need hmm. it right but rather than do that you have the cute like <laughs> radar lady that you can call up whenever you want that you're flirting with and she will give you a philosophical quote that tangentially relates to that yeah yeah just like a way. like and there's other things like the whole um, push the action button. Right. Yeah. Left, right, and center. Whenever, whenever you need to do anything, Colonel Campbell will give you a little phone call. <laughs> say, oh, by the way, Snake, you should push. You should push the action mm. button. And at no point does Snake go. Mm, are you okay? Yeah,
1: I noticed that. Right, like that. I'm doing this really dangerous mission, and my boss is mm-hmm. clearly a guy who's really busy and has his own stuff going on. But he takes mm-hmm. the time out to interrupt me during this mission and remind me how to climb a ladder.
0: Yeah, and it's the thing. It's so clearly a joke. Like it's 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 hard to tell. Maybe in the first game, but it's like that's the only time. The, the only instruction will give you. Like he won't tell you like how to equip when you pick up. Did you find the uh, the socom in the back of the van?
1: No.
0: Oh, do you have a gun? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Right. Well, you can get that a bit earlier on if you climb to the back of a truck outside oh okay but it's like yeah when you mm-hmm. first pick that up it's not like you know the colonel calls you go okay snake when you hold down r2 you can access the weapon wheel and use the d-pad to you know it doesn't go into any of that shit you just pick up the gun and that's like quite complicated it's like how to equi- like equip a mm-hmm. gun right what's not complicated is climbing a ladder which is okay. right you know what i mean it's like yeah i'm just gonna go up to the ladder and push a button and i'll probably climb it mm-hmm. right that's when he decides he needs to give you a phone call and explain, like, what you need to physically do with the controller to do something. And it's literally just as simple as push the action button.
1: Oh, here's a question. Yep. Am I expected to memorize all of the radio code? No, you... Because people I think, just ring you up, and really quickly, they're like, oh, if you want to speak to me again, my number is blah, 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 and then it's gone.
0: Well, yeah, I mean, you need to remember at that time, but then you just kind of, what you want to do is immediately call them, and then it will, the, your codec will save it.
1: Oh, I see. Okay, right, didn't know that. Because I was worried, I mean, I've had the same phone number for about five years now, yeah. and i only just memorized it right so this was giving me some intense anxiety (laughs) about remembering people's phone numbers
0: yeah i mean no you're not expected to i mean you're a super soldier spy extraordinaire who's like you know taken down huge military installations Mm. by himself and killed two robots but no you're not expected to memorize five you know numbers don't worry about good that's good great How funny would that be in, in like in real life though? If you like finish a conversation with someone. Oh, by the way, you should, you should take my number. It's oh seven five eight five two six seven eight nine. Bye. And then <laughs> yeah. just walked away. <laughs> it's like, can I just put that on my phone? Quick, no, no, it's fine. Bye. Can we
1: talk to you? Can we talk about the best uh, revelation of a phone number so far? Go ahead. Uh, which is towards the end of the bit oh yeah played. we need so we we need to talk about that don't we oh we need to talk about that yeah. yeah um so we agreed that i would play up to when you rescue your buddy ken yeah good old ken. When you try and rescue your buddy ken um and before that happens i'll have to tell you before that happens, i met a lovely girl mm-hmm. she's really nice yep. she's super pretty um she has a slow motion butt
0: <laughs> that's very important I, I i hope you understand that
1: and so but, you know, I got over that, I have a job to do, mm-hmm. obviously, mind out the gutter, um, and I went to rescue Ken. Yep. And <laughs> while I'm talking to Ken, I'm definitely still trying to smash
0: <laughs> the Colonel's <laughs> niece.
1: <laughs> yeah, well, I'm guessing that's what happens. I mean, there's only been like, I think she's the third female character in the game, and so far he's been flirting with all of them, so I'm guessing <sighs> this is where that's heading. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so you try and get her number for the... Like he mentions, like, oh, I th- I know that woman, I think she has a codex. And you're like, oh, really? Do you know what her, like, wavelength, whatever it is, her radio station uh-huh. is on the codex? And something happens. I, I'm i imagining it's some shady, psychomantist-type stuff, but he doesn't remember the number, tragically. right um, So just the snake is thinking about putting up a missed connection on Craigslist <laughs> or whatever, he suddenly perks right up yep. and says, oh, it's on the back of the CD case. Mm-hmm.
0: What's not to understand about that? <laughs> I mean, obviously, you running this on an emulator, you're kind of fucked, right?
1: Right, yeah, I was really <laughs> angry. And, like, I know that when we started this, like, mm-hmm. I mentioned that I have a high tolerance for yeah. things that break the fourth wall. Yeah. And you were like, that's pretty handy. <laughs> wink, wink, mm-hmm. nudge, nudge. But even for me that just was a suddenly bit going rich. from no,
0: from like 0 to 100 Oh, I can't remember a yeah. number oh look at the back of the physical case that this game came in
1: yeah like even that that was a bit rich for my blood right you, um, you realize
0: that's DRM right
1: uh, I just, uh, uh-huh. it was so tragic like um it was like just imagine if right everyone always complains about Deadpool breaking the fourth wall mm. right but imagine if like, right at the end of the movie, he's like, oh, these hijinks seem a bit crazy. Do you want to find out what happens next? Like, look on the bottom of your popcorn box. The rest <laughs> of the screenplay is there. Oh well,
0: no, it, the idea is that, I don't know if you remember this, but PS1 games were, and I would not never have done this. I was an upstanding citizen. I didn't do go to any piracy. But everyone kind of had, like, a mate who knew, like, their, like, dad's friend or, like, they had an uncle who would like, you'd give them your PS1, and then you kind of get it back a week later and it would have like a whole extra bit. And then you could just kind of play all the games. Yeah. Yeah, for free, forever. Mm-hmm. Remember that? Yeah. Yeah, obviously I didn't do that. I, that's not a joke, by the way. I generally didn't do that. Um, just trying to cover myself legally. Um, but yeah, no, the idea was that that's literally, that's not like a joke. That wasn't like a little fourth wall, ha wouldn't it be funny if you had to look at the back of the That was, the whole idea was that if you parted this game, they'd let you play the first hour and a half and then fucking kneecap you.
1: Yeah, it is. Really clever. Mm-hmm. Well not really clever, it's actually kind of obvious when you put it yeah. like that, but like to make a pirated version of the game into just a demo, mm-hmm. essentially. And it is a good demo, like the stuff that's introduced within that segment. Yeah. Um, I mean it's
0: also like a lot funnier than like the game starting and then it's like you know, in- input the DRM password. It's on a voucher inside the box.
1: And yeah, I guess it really was like designed to piss off people like me as well. Like I mean I know obviously like didn't have emulators then and stuff, mm. but it's kind of come in handy again now that I've been a bit naughty and couldn't get hold of a physical copy. I mean, there's that every chance anyway. I
0: knew emulators um, were gonna be a thing. I mean he's predicted every <laughs> every single major political event of the past like twenty years. So um, emulators isn't a isn't a stretch.
1: It's, it's No biggie actually, yeah it's true. Um but yeah it really did <laughs> piss me off. And all I had to do was go to Google and like go like Metal Gear Solid, Wiki, mm. like fine, done, boom. But uh, but yeah, that was a moment. Yeah, that just that, that was just just
0: slightly too, uh, slightly too. Been much. Just too much. <laughs> wow, well, that's uh, th- th- that's that's not going to be the first time you say that. If that's, if that's your actually, limit no, already.
1: I have another story, I guess, that connects to this. that's also about the uh, perils of emulating. Mm-hmm. That is part of what led me to be even more annoyed at that happening. Was um, so that cutscene, like so, to save Ken, yep. you've got to deal with Revolver Ocelot, right?
0: Yep. Yeah, man.
1: and that involves like a little bit of gunplay mm-hmm. for a bit um which is like i know you're talking about like not really necessarily liking those kind of high intensity like real-time action sequences it is one of the most like it's one of the biggest kind of combat sequences that had happened so far in the game oh, yeah. and it was tricky it was out of nowhere and so i fucked it up a couple of times yeah. oh no that's then,
0: that's a pretty hard fight
1: yeah and then finally boom done okay good and we get this cutscene and it's it's a long bit, yeah. lots of things happen. That's what I always and quite so, like, me,
0: me being like, you know, not liking to be attacked by guys. I liked how that, on the few occasions when it was like unavoidable, when I had to fight someone, I'd be right. stressed out, but then it would be like, it's okay, Sean, it's okay, there's, there's going to be a cutscene for half an hour, now. it's okay, you, you can just sit down. It's
1: fine. Yeah, exactly, so my blood pressure was going down a bit, yeah. I was relaxing and I was like, well this seems like we're in for the long haul now, just yeah. settle down. And so, it's an emulator, you don't save in the normal way, you just sort of quick save. Yeah. So I was like, what I'll do is... <laughs> I'll put in a cheeky quicksave right here. It doesn't matter. I was mad with power. You can quick save in the middle of a cutscene. Right. I was like, yeah, that's what I'm going to do. Uh, absolutely fucked it. Fuck's sake. <laughs> what I actually pressed was quick load, And <sighs> at that point, I was taken back immediately before the battle with Revolver Ocelot. Jesus Christ. And this time, I was so angry with myself that it took me, like, twice as long, three times. Well, you see what happened there is, right, again. is that
0: you were fighting with murderous intent before you were completely zen and pure in your intentions right
1: yeah free from ideology and all the other stuff absolutely no it was pure ideology it was free from all the murder feelings Uh Um, but the second time around it wasn't like that at all um, I wanted to find out more about the nice girl, and um, also, also like the, the ninja bloke that shows up as well. Yeah.
0: So um, what I'm gathering, what like a theme I'm picking up on is that you are kind of tre- you really are going for this as like a dating simulator, aren't
1: you? I mean, I'm interested in the nice girls. There uh-huh. are other elements. I'm not dissing the dad parts of the game. Either. Oh yeah, I mean, it's got lots all of dad the, parts. Like, yeah, like the gunplay is quite fun gunplay, and like the stealth is refreshing compared to. Yeah, stabbing people in the neck simulators mm-hmm. that I've been playing recently. But I'm definitely I'm interested in the nice lady, right? Okay. Definitely. So um, like, so
0: the, the the dog racing has been you know taking away from you. That's what you're focusing on.
1: Oh now. yeah. Well, that was originally my focus, but right. those dreams have been shattered. Right. I
0: like the idea has snake is like doing the equivalent of basically like swiping right on everyone, every single yeah, <laughs> every single Just woman he meets. He's like, well, I, I could potentially fuck you. We should wear. Instantly. yeah like
1: i think after like the first kind of um radio like kind of group chat that goes on mm-hmm. where you're talking to Campbell, you're talking to naomi and you're talking to mei ling yeah um after that i was kind of like joking with myself like yeah i'm totally like role-playing metal gear solid as like a fuck boy <laughs> and then very quickly <laughs> after that it became clear that no that's just completely canon
0: yeah oh yeah no that, that is 100 percent can the joke is that um snake uh this is this is a big topic of fan discussion um Okay. There's a, there's a group out there who thinks Snake doesn't get any ever. or has, right. Or has ever had any. Or even has a thing. Oh. We can get well. into that later. Because, oh yeah, you don't really yeah. know about Solid Snake yet, do you? If, if we're starting the game. You don't really know what his deal is. No,
1: not really.
0: Yeah. It's a bit of a enigma. Yeah, okay. Um, oh, oh, no, I had a funny thing I was going to do. Oh, yeah. Um, did you... Uh, when you went through the vent to uh, rescue uh, your man... Uh, mm-hmm. Not Kenneth Baker, the other man, Donald Anderson. The one, uh, yeah, the yeah. first lad. Uh, did you see Meryl there there? No. Yeah, Meryl she, in her cell. You can look down the vent, and she's like ex- oh, exercising.
1: Yeah, yeah.
0: Alright, Okay. Um, are you familiar with did did did, did 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 you just go through the once? Yeah, you, just, you you went through the vent, and being a normal human being, and the video game telling you go save the man, you just went through the vent and saved the man, right?
1: Yeah, I saved the man. Okay,
0: so you didn't like go back out the vent and then back into it. And then look down at Meryl yeah. again to see if she was doing something different. Then
1: no, I didn't. Okay,
0: because if you did, you would have seen that she would transitioned from I think like uh, sit ups to like one handed like push ups. Right. Where she's like, oh, that's quite that's quite clever. It's like oh, it's 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 that's that's quite strong characterization, isn't it? It's, she's not like a damsel. She's like, yeah, she's trapped right now, but she's she's still you know with mm-hmm. it. She's keeping herself ready to fight. Right. That's quite positive for sure. anything. Right? Oh, that's quite clever. You you could save the man, or if you go back out the vent. And then you go back in again a third time and this time she's like, she's doing like leg crunches type things against the wall. Like, oh, that's quite, that's quite clever. So like every time I go out, she's like transitioned to like a different exercise routine to get across, you know, that she's uh, keeping herself in prime condition. Okay. Like, oh, that's yeah. what, there's nothing real gross about that. It's just like an interesting little fun thing they've done. So then rather than save the man, you might think, right, I'll do it one more time. And I bet you that she's doing something really cool. Like maybe she's like doing like some fucking Sudoku or something the next time. Or she's like mm. digging a tunnel on a wall or like something really like proactive, like really like strong, positive characterization. Or, right, she'll just rotate back through the exercise she was doing, except so this time she has her trousers off.
1: <laughs> Wait, so, no, because, right, I know what happens next in the game, right? Yep. Because you save your body, Do- Donnie. Mm-hmm. Donnie's in the cell, and you're with him, except you don't save him. Like, one thing that comes out of this, this mission is that Snake isn't very good Oh no, at he's actually, terrible. like, at rescuing people. Yeah, yeah um, he's definitely going to have some serious complaints for HR when he gets back. Mm. Um, but while you're trying to save poor, poor Donnie, lovely Donnie, yeah. um, some other kerfuffle is going on mm. next door in the cell. And I really like that because you have to watch it going on on the minimap. Yeah. Yeah. I thought that was really cool. Like you can totally tell just from the sound yeah, no, it's, from like the little dots. That's my radar. thing. With and like... it's kind of like teaching you to read your radar a bit better. Like it teaches you to kind of like look at the minimap, uh, a bit differently. Yeah. And I thought that was really cool. But so you're telling me that she's actually doing all that without her pants on?
0: I mean, if you've gone through the vent at least three times, then yeah. I mean, at some point between...
1: Like, at some point while she's in her cell, mm-hmm. she gets just an unquenchable desire to take her pants off. Oh, no,
0: maybe it's like like a... Oh, no, these are getting covered in sweat. This isn't very comfortable. Or um, maybe it's like a military thing. Maybe you're not supposed to do push-ups with your hands on. I don't know. Or it could just be that Kojima's a horned dog. I mean, that's... <laughs> We could... Those
1: are the three options yeah, there's just, that we're dealing with. We there's there. like,
0: you know, the you know remote option that maybe that he just wanted to have a bit where the player could look at her in her right. pants, maybe.
1: I mean, but are we going to sort of like... If we're going to say like the kind of fatalism versus free will kind of argument, <laughs> do we think that at some point she's definitely destined to have taken her pants off while she's in the cell still?
0: Mm, well, no. I think canonically, in your universe, right, in your version of Metro Solid, right, I think the canon is that Snake goes into a vent and being told to just go through the vent, he does it quickly enough that, like, maybe Meryl doesn't reach that part of the exercise.
1: I uh, see.
0: But in yeah. my universe, there's, like, an entire different canon in which she does reach that particular set of exercises. Which is just the same mm-hmm. exercises, but again, for clarification, she just doesn't have any treasure. on.
1: Okay, and so, yeah, and then stuff goes on. And she gets her trousers back. Oh, yeah, no, in the next cutscene, uh, everything everything is back to normal. Charles it's like, there. you
0: wouldn't have, you wouldn't, none the wiser.
1: And then there's a sparkly arsehole.
0: <laughs> I mean, I'd rather you called me Sean, but I mean...
1: <laughs> I mean, can we talk about that for just a little bit? We, we can talk about that if you want, yeah. It's the first bit where the game goes, like, full goofy. Because yeah. up until then, it has all been stuff that your dad would be like... Well, I'm not sure about these video games, but this looks nice and good and yeah. proper. That, that's funny. And then all oh, of a the sudden,
0: wow. there's a sparkly arsehole. <laughs> a sparkly arsehole. But we needed, yeah, shit. We should go over my dad's experience with Metal Gear because my dad actually fucking loves Metal Gear. <laughs> or at least he's watched like the opening cutscene and then he's like gone away when it starts getting weird. But that's exactly what happens. He'll be there for like the first half hour and he's like, oh yeah, there's a man jumping out a plane. Oh yeah, it's in the cold roar. This is fucking hot shit. And then there'll be like a man controlling bees, and he will be like, oh, fuck, it's a video game. And he's always really disappointed. He thinks, oh, sh- thank God, Sean, you finally found a, vi- like a video game that isn't a video game. This is just normal, sensible stuff. Like a cool, gruff man jumping out of a plane and saving the world. And then there's a man controlling bees, and he's like, oh, for right, fuck's exactly. sake.
1: And then suddenly there are sparkly assholes. Like, that was my first indication uh-huh. that, you know, something was rotten in the state of Foxhound. <laughs> <laughs> um,
0: would you believe me if I told you that he is really... one of the most integral characters in the entire franchise? I don't know if it would be an exaggeration to say he single handedly saves the world, or if he's. He, uh, him and his family are like the linchpin of the entire universe, like even when it goes like into the past. Wow, what I'm I saying believe
1: is. I didn't know about Sparkly Buttman.
0: Yeah, Sparkly Buckman is. He's, uh, he I has mean, a name. I can't believe
1: that someone rang me up to tell me about like plants and fauna, but nobody rang me up to tell me about Sparkly Buckman
0: yeah oh yeah no he's I, I actually kind of feel maybe i shouldn't tell you about sparkly buttman so it's like it's more of a like surprise when it happens right mm, yeah yeah anyway, the the other important thing about sparkly buttman and that and i believe in north america he was forced to put on pants for that scene. huh yeah if you're playing in north america that man has got some underwear on and he doesn't have any blurring
1: like forced like they marched him and his family out in the desert night and he was forced to
0: put his pants we on we need you to re-record this scene and actually you can kind of tell they've re-recorded it because they've had to like remake the set and it looks slightly different
1: yeah because the interesting thing about that scene is that the voice actor didn't have pants on when they were recording it um, <laughs> just to
0: get the just so he could like really nail it
1: yeah and so they had to re-record it with pants on mm-hmm. I mean, it's amazing that I'm just now revealing myself to be such an expert in the yeah. series but um, yeah he had to put the pants back on because you know you could really tell in sort of the tenor of his voice yeah that something lewd was happening.
0: Yeah, you just tell, he he, he he was speaking with the confidence of a man who had his cock out.
1: <laughs> yeah, he just had a certain sort of bounce in his voice. Yeah. Even though I don't bounce. think he even actually talks, just kind of, the hit. way that he gets beaten up, he yeah. makes the sound of a man with no pants getting hit in the face.
0: Yeah, that's, <laughs> Jesus Christ, it only occurs to me that Meryl beats up and completely declothes a man and then puts on his clothes in the space of about six seconds yeah and then but then immediately afterwards she's like a rookie and she has no idea what she's doing it's like are you sure because I'm pretty oh, sure yeah. you just beat up an armed man and stole his clothes in about five seconds flat
1: and uh yeah and Snake really handles this really well because he's good around women you know and he's oh, of clearly yeah, he's- into her and he's feeling pretty smooth and so he tells this vision before him that she has the eyes of a rookie if he ever saw them.
0: <laughs> I mean, that's a classic line.
1: Mm, it's quite a line. Um, yeah. And yeah, was, it's was sort of like, Dear Diary, I saw a nice girl today. She had the eyes of a rookie if I ever saw them.
0: I mean, I don't want to go too much into it, but my high school diary, that's all it is. <laughs> uh,
1: and um, oh, and not only does she manage like Undress man and take his clothes mm. in that time but also they fit like a glove that's brilliant because there's a very protracted scene of her walking towards an elevator in which snake screams who are you at <laughs> slow motion butt
0: <laughs> now i hope you were paying attention to that slow motion butt because that wasn't just again you might be thinking oh kojima you want to just have a look at someone's arse right Again, right. like the whole being able to go back through the vent and see her doing her exercises in her pants. That wasn't him just wanting to, like, look at someone in their pants. That was him trying to convey something very important. Mm-hmm. Um, slight spoiler alert. You know how you now need to call Meryl with the number that you somehow obtained? put in? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, slight spoilers for the next section. Um, the way you locate her, right, is... Well, you know she's dressed as a guard.
1: But she has a fantastic ass.
0: She has a fantastic arse, yeah. You need to go into an area where there are several guards, Right. And you need to, one of them has to You need to us. find you need to find the one with the best arse and <laughs> wait until they go into the bathroom. Oh. <laughs> that is a hundred percent I'm not bullshitting. That the next time we record this, you will have played a game where the objective is to look at several guards' arses, pick the best one, and then follow them into the bathroom, hoping that it's the right person.
1: Oh, I love that like Metal Gear Solid for a little bit at least, just divulges <laughs> into like a wet t-shirt competition. <laughs> you're the judge That's why
0: like because it's like the camera like where I'm trying to figure out like the order of the design process, like did he want a close-up of an arse and then later on think, oh, wouldn't it be cool if like you then had to like look for that arse? Or, like, did he know from the get-go that the only reason he was having that slow-mo close-up of, like, a wiggling arse was that yeah. it was going to be, like, integral to an entirely different, like, gameplay bit?
1: I mean, it was a smart move in a way, because that arse definitely is, like, seared into my, like, consciousness <laughs> from now yeah. until all this is over. So,
0: mm-hmm.
1: I mean, I think I'm going to boss that mission, to be honest. Oh,
0: yeah. I mean, I, think, I don't think you're going to waste any time. You say, oh, there she is.
1: I'd know that arse anyway. That's the arse of a rookie if I ever saw one. (laughs) She
0: had the arse of a rookie.
1: (laughs) Well, right. So we're talking about clothes and Uh about Kojima.
0: Oh, what a (laughs) transition. Excuse me. I need to fucking... Wow, what a transition.
1: Would this be a good time to do our little fashion segment?
0: I mean, sure. I mean, we we probably have a jingle for that and everything too. I mean, not now, unless you wanted to sing it.
1: I, I'm not quite in the mood to see it just yet, so we'll assume okay. that the jingle's been put there
0: okay, post-production,
1: <laughs> in the right, magical okay. uh, heterotopia of post-production.
0: Okay, yeah, we could transition to your section.
1: We're going to do a segment called mm-hmm. Hideo Kojima Today. Yep. Um, This is based on... A Twitter account that maybe we might not be aware is actually the best Twitter account in the world, arguably.
0: Yeah, well, this it's... is the, this is the thing I find interesting is that you've somehow like recently gotten into Hideo Kojima as like a concept, as like an aesthetic force.
1: Yeah, it's like well, you know how like the Metal Gears are like nuclear warheads that walk on two legs. Yeah, I think that Hideo Kojima is like an aesthetic mood board that walks on two legs. <laughs> Okay. And so, yeah, I've been pretty into him. And, like, his his Twitter feed is pretty good. Like, some good pictures on there, some good visuals. Like, you can kind of see his aesthetic sensibilities a little bit coming out mm-hmm. in his Twitter feed. But even better than that is his personal assistant's Twitter feed, Ayako. Ayako's Twitter feed. She's kind of better at documenting the life and times of Hideo Kojima than he is himself. Yeah. Because- I mean, because obviously,
0: he's Hideo Kojima himself. He doesn't know. When the ideal time is to photograph him.
1: No, this is true. Just yeah, like, I mean, like it's, it's like a deer. Well. It's like a
0: deer. Like imagine like a deer running through like a woods, right? <laughs> the deer has no idea you just like how like beautiful or like astounding it is. It isn't until like David Attenborough comes along with his camera that you know he made himself. And it's like, oh, look at that deer. I should right. document this deer.
1: So Ayako, his personal assistant, is the David Attenborough of hideo kojima's world she kind of documents him out and about in the wild meeting people engaging in weird little rituals and she kind of like brings this to us Mm -hmm. and one of the many forms that she brings this to us in her little hideo kojima today posts which are always a photo of of kojima usually in a cool outfit or like interesting situation and it will always 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 be captioned hideo kojima today um, and so we decided that every week we were going to pick one of her Hideo Kojima Today posts and sort of talk about the Kojima's outfit and his surroundings and basically assess what we think of it. Uh, yeah, you and just, we just, that just, on... just
0: really try to get to the heart of the man because we have his yeah. works, but I mean, we don't have him himself.
1: This is true. Yeah. And so he should be involved in this as our sponsor. He should mm. be involved in this. Also, oh yeah, we
0: did we ever clarify that is that this show is actually officially licensed and endorsed by Hirokijima himself?
1: Yeah, he is our patron Mm -hmm. in all of this. Um, Our patron saint and our actual patron as well. Um, Yeah,
0: because this is actually a Hirokijima podcast.
1: Yeah. Oh, this is actually Death Shining. (laughs) (laughs) This is.
0: We hate to break it to you. There's no Norman Reedus. There's no survival elements. It's just us.
1: And so what better way to celebrate that than with a look at the man himself. And we assume that sort of every day that we'd be recording, there would be like a Hideo Kojima Today post that we could look at and we could like kind of review Hideo Kojima Today. Um, Unfortunately, Ayako has let us down at the first hurdle and we've only got about five days old now. Anything could have happened. He could have have had
0: a haircut. He could have changed his facial hair. Could have a new jacket? We, we, we don't know. We're completely in the dark.
1: Mm. So unfortunately, the first episode of Hideo Kojima today is more sort of like Hideo Kojima many days before yesterday. But, uh, but it's <laughs> hey, a good picture. <laughs> <week>. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And I'm sure we'll post it somewhere for everyone to see. And uh, have you got a copy of the picture? I'm is looking at it car? right now. That, 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 that was right my now? main
0: that was my that, that was the only reason I hesitated on signing off on this particular segment um, was that it was like mainly visually based and this is like more of like a voice
1: type thing it is yeah but and I'm I know sh- that we're
0: both very good at describing things but I just I just don't know if our maths can quite do justice to most I mean I of imagine
1: we'll append it somewhere like we could probably upload it as we will but it's like but how much effort are people going to put in I
0: mean if someone if I'm on a train <laughs> on my way to my job am I really going to just because the voice is in my head say oh you should go look at this picture of Hideo Kojima are they yeah. are do it. this is you true you trust people to do that is
1: there a way to have it it's like a thumbnail or something I don't know so how to, I don't know how to put the po- I don't know right. how to,
0: I don't know how to get the podcast from this moment to a moment where someone's <laughs> listening to it
1: so if you're <laughs> actually
0: yeah if you're listening to this right now I mean holy fuck well, I think we need to congratulate ourselves because we fucking did it
1: <laughs> alright you know what on that bombshell I think we should just like go for it like right mm-hmm. so I'm looking at a picture right now where Hideo Kojima is wearing a nice jacket yep. and most importantly of all He's pointing at a photograph <laughs> of Sting. <coughs> and he's holding a CD in his hand, which I presume must be Sting, because there's a rack of CDs in front of him, and the I can, CD rack I th- I think, is labeled Sting. Yeah, I'm, I'm and zooming one missing, in. So I think that's yeah. the one that he's holding. And so he's, he's pointing he's... at Sting in one hand, and he's kind of holding him up aloft
0: in and... the other. What I think is most remarkable about this picture is that, I don't know if this is intentional, but, like, it's framed so that David Bowie is present? Yeah!
1: He's what looking is... down from above, on, like, a far wall, and he's, like, voguing, he's doing his best bit of voguing. Looking down at his son. Watching Kojima interact with Sting. <laughs> <laughs> and it's is, amazing. Is... It's kind of like the Holy Trinity, really. Like they kind of Yeah, no, it is. There's something really as biblical as well. about it. Yeah. It's really beautiful. Like, the kind of like you say, the way it's framed, there's a kind of triangle mm. happening whereby God, there David really is. Bowie is at the top yeah. looking down and then there's Kojima on the right who is extending mm-hmm. his arm and kind of fully connecting the triangle up with Sting, who's on the left.
0: So what you're saying is Illuminati um, confirmed. I think
1: everyone, actually, is wearing a leather jacket as oh, well. Jesus
0: Christ, you're right. Is this going to me to how much like, Sting looks like Philip Glenister now?
1: I mean, I wasn't even sure that it was Sting at first. I was like, who is Kojima pointing at here? And then I had to, like, do some CSI shit and, like, zoom in on the display case to work out that it is indeed Sting. Um, yeah. What's, think most, remarkable like, about, I, I what's really most remarkable like here think... is,
0: I think this is the Dundee branch of HMP.
1: <laughs> He's coming up for a visit. Yeah. That's it. Well, because
0: oh, obviously he had to come up here and sign some legal obviously, papers I mean, and documents for the sign-off of this broadcast.
1: Yeah, this is the release of Death Stranding, so you'd think he'd want yeah. to be involved at least a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um what I like to think is happening here I like to think that he's buying a Sting best of CD right because him and Ayako are going to go back and play the Roxanne drinking game
0: <laughs> okay right so we've moved on from you like wanting to kind of like see Snake date all these people to like Kojima have like nice little dates with his personal assistant
1: well I don't think it's a date I think it's just like that's what they do at the office kind of like Norman Reedus might be there as well playing yeah, I mean, with his little baby yeah. <laughs> yep. Um, umbilical cords still attached. Mm. and I mean you need to even it up at that point because like the Roxanne drinking game is a game for kind of even teams of guys and girls. So Ayako probably brings a friend or something and like and there's another photo on <laughs> just referring to photos that nobody's gonna see. But there's that picture of him drinking a glass of Prosecco while he's doing work. Yeah. That's also on various Twitters. And um so yeah, I just think that's what goes down in the office. I think they just they needed some new material, and they heard about this rock sand drinking game that all the kids are into, and mm-hmm. so they went to and the they thought, what better than tea. a sing best of? Yeah, perfect. And then you've got like the other songs around it, just as a little bit of extra fluff. Yeah. Okay. And, I mean, yeah, all under the observing eyes of Bowie. This, yeah, I think that's
0: basically most of that you can glean from this photograph that we're looking at with our eyeballs. Um. <laughs> I mean, do do we want to talk about the outfit? Because he he seems he seems like a very moody boy okay. these days.
1: He's a moody boy, and this is a moody outfit.
0: We can yeah. certainly say
1: that. It's got a really interesting silhouette around the neck. Mm. It's like sort of a almost a turtleneck, but oversized and very structured. So it's got this stiff collar, almost like a rough, like almost a yeah. Renaissance. This silhouette. may be,
0: and I'm not sure. <clears throat> Melga Solid five. Um, it wasn't so much a video game it was more of like a um, clothing line release in that there was it was mainly an excuse for Heido to release his own line of uh, sunglasses uh, jackets and boots and this may I'm not quite sure I think this may be the Microsoft 5 jacket he's wearing
1: really an original piece
0: oh yeah an original it was fucking I nearly bought one it was 500 pounds (laughs)
1: I can't wait for Kojima to be on Project Runway. and like <laughs> Heidi Klum, or is it Heidi Klum who present, presents that? Like? she's like sitting there and she's like, all right, you know, we've had a different theme every week, and every mm-hmm. week you've bought us a leather jacket, some nice boots, and some sunglasses.
0: <laughs> that was it. He's like, do, do you think you can move away from leather next week? No. Okay. It
1: will be interesting to see, but so far, I think every picture I've seen. From Ayako's little Hideo Kojima mm-hmm. today series, I think he's been wearing leather. So
0: he's a well, he's a leather daddy.
1: <laughs> it seems likely that that pattern is going to continue.
0: Mm-hmm. So uh, I'm glad we had a little check-in with uh, with Koj. There,
1: I mean, I'm starting to regret it now. But uh, why? <laughs> but we'll move, on. We'll move what's,
0: on. What's giving you pause? I thought that was a, I thought that was a stellar segment.
1: <laughs> yeah, no, really good top work. Uh, I'm sure that this podcast will definitely eventually see the light of day, (laughs) with very little editing.
0: Oh yeah, very little editing. I'm pretty, I mean, well, we have probably like an hour, 20 minutes at this point. I'm sure there's probably about 20 minutes in there that we could actually use. Yeah,
1: that's true. Yeah, that's true. All right. Blue sky thinking, guys. Um, And with that, we'll move on Mm. to another like 20 minutes that we probably won't be able to use at all.
0: We need to put out a casting call, do we oh, not? Oh, yeah,
1: we do. That would be useful, actually. Um, yeah, that so would be useful. In a future episode, we mm-hmm. would like to include a table reading of yep. a pilot episode yep. of a sports anime that I'm working on at the moment. Right, um, what's it called? Early days. Early days. Well, I think, I think the kids are going to love it. Uh, uh-huh. I'm calling it. And it's kind of a working title at the moment. Yeah, at w- the moment, Was it called,
0: Anna? Anna, what's the, what's the name of the anime? Well you're the name I've been okay.
1: kicking around the office uh-huh. a bit is a Shorty on Ice.
0: Okay. Uh interesting. What does that kind of indicate? What's what what's out exactly is happening in this anime?
1: Well it's about ice skating.
0: hmm
1: And it's about uh Kojima. Okay. And it's about a love free from murder feelings. <laughs> And weaponry and harmful uh-huh. intent. Mm-hmm. And it's about just, like, winning the ice skating Grand Prix and being, like, best guy pals who smooch sometimes.
0: Okay. Now, mm. am I oh, in this at all? And it's
1: also about you. Sorry, I forgot. Yeah. Oh, so it's okay, about Kojima yeah. That's what and threw ice me. It's like, it's like,
0: it was a whole Shawnee and I was like, huh, is that, does that have anything to do with me?
1: Yeah, no, so it's about three things. You know, we've already seen okay. one holy trinity today. We've seen Kojima, Sting, and Boeing. Mm-hmm. But uh, the other trinity that I'd like to kind of Introduce here would be yeah, so it's ice skating, competitive male figure skating. Yep. Hideo Kojima. Yep. And you, Sean Casey. Me. Yeah, you. So Fire, I'm hoping okay. that you'll be involved with the table reading because you've got a pretty big role in the anime. Okay, that's good. I think I, I think
0: I'm actually quite good at uh, being Sean Casey. I don't know, like maybe no, we I can we could find I someone mean, better. I'm sure.
1: I hear you've been method acting it for quite some time now.
0: Yeah, I really wish I could stop.
1: So, alright, so you're sort of informally accepting the role of uh, Shawnee right now.
0: I mean, yeah, I'll, I'll temporarily... I mean, until we can find, like, a better actor, or, like, a better Sean, I I guess I'll take on the role of me.
1: Okay, that's good. Okay. Alright, um, so wh-
0: who do we need? Are you voicing anyone?
1: I've got a character. Let me just see if I can uh, find some more. Let me just open up the uh, Shawnee on Ice word document right now. Okay. Alright, and here are our Dramatis Personae. Right. so we've got Shawnee... <laughs> Yep. Uh I don't know if you want your character description just yet or if oh, you want please to do. that. Okay. So Shawnee is a a Scottish sad boy.
0: A Scottish what?
1: Shawnee <laughs> Scottish sad boy.
0: Is, is there more? Is that is that the entirety of me? Is that all also, is that all I can be reduced to?
1: You're also definitely Mo. Okay. And probably, <laughs> <laughs> probably, Yandir. Uh, now, there's okay. also a character called uh, Min Anna Co.
0: Right.
1: Who I believe is going to be voiced by me. And at the moment, I've got, as her sort of character description, just as mostly just along for the ride. So okay. that seems that accurate. That really kind of sums up my role in this podcast, as well as my role in Shawnee on Ice. Um, yeah and then we've got two other characters that we really need to recruit. Uh there's right. Kojima. Right.
0: Okay, That's yeah. The Let us like let's really sell these. Like let's actually specify what we want and if you feel suitable or like if you really want any of these roles, get in touch. Well, at the end of the podcast, I guess we'll have a we need to have some way of people to get in touch with us. Um mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. so yeah, really 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 sell because exactly who these characters are like what they what they want, like what they're like. And so we can find like just the absolute fucking someone to just come in and just fucking nail it.
1: Okay, right, so Kojima, he's a right. visionary, a genius. Okay. A genius. A walking mood board, as we've already right. discussed.
0: Mm-hmm. and A bipedal, aesthetic-equipped mood board.
1: Yeah, yep, yeah, exactly okay. that. And, maybe most importantly for this character, he is dad as fuck.
0: Okay. Is he leather dad as fuck?
1: <laughs> I mean, all evidence indicates possibly.
0: <laughs> okay, so we're looking for a steamy... Kind of hot leather daddy Kijima.
1: <laughs> yeah, so if you fit that bill, please yeah, get in the touch. Not we even do just kind for the of podcast, want to just feel free to get in touch. If oh, yeah, just feel free. Like,
0: especially me. I mean, feel free to drop in anytime. Um, do we? Do we want to address that we don't really? I'm trying to put this delicately. We're looking for a very tasteful kind of depiction of Kijima here. Oh, of
1: course, all, all things should be done with taste at all times in reference to Shuni and I. Absolutely.
0: Like, we're not really looking for someone to come in and, like, do a silly voice. Mm-hmm,
1: mm-hmm. No, no, we definitely don't want that. Um, I'm just, sorry, I'm just looking at the second character that we need to recruit. And you told me that I okay. really need to sell these, right? That yeah, yeah, of course. People really want to inhabit these characters. Uh, you need really need to sell these. Relate. We want
0: hundreds hundreds, and hundreds of people calling yeah. in just desperate for this role.
1: Okay. All right, well, this is what I've got. It's the second Shawnee. So you're playing Shawnee number two. The, uh Okay. The accents no, are the, different This players. isn't
0: me, so I'm the, other, I'm the main Shawnee.
1: No, you're the main Shawnee. Your accent excellent. is over the E.
0: Right, excellent, excellent. There
1: is also another Shawnee whose accent right. is over the A. Completely different Shawnee.
0: <laughs> right.
1: And uh, they've been described as a communist punk.
0: Okay. Oh, I think I have someone in mind for this. Okay,
1: great, good. I mean, yeah. I'm glad to get the kind of, like, ideas. I mean, so in. what you're saying
0: is we're kind of looking for someone who's, like, a better me, who's, like, a Marxist.
1: Right yeah that would be perfect I mean, actually like that i so, mean but what
0: are the chances that we can find someone who just like fits that bill just so fucking perfectly? i mean
1: there's a little bit more to the character than just being a communist punk uh the okay. second sort of phrase i've got here is just garbage boy
0: oh okay that helps narrow it down
1: uh-huh, uh-huh. and then yeah. it just says why do so many people like this character question <laughs>
0: mark <laughs> <laughs> yeah i mean i actually already like not with the not having to wait for anyone to call in I, a couple of names and, Jumping out to me, maybe you're familiar with them, I don't know.
1: Fantastic, well, that's good, that's a good start. So, we're looking, you know, yeah. open casting call for mm-hmm. Shawnee on Ice, episode one. Episode one Easy as Pachinko, the Dare yep. play Festival of Tears. It's a wordy <laughs> title. <laughs>
0: <laughs> okay, and this will be recording in an ideal world next
1: weekend at some point? Next Sunday, yeah, a week from now.
0: Now, is this a paid gig?
1: Is this a paid gig?
0: <laughs> yeah. I mean, we can't just really expect people to just, you know, take busy, like you know, time out their weekend schedules to pretend to be anime boys for us. This is true. I wish we could.
1: Oh, it would be an ideal world, wouldn't it? Um, yeah. I mean, if if we are living in a world in which absolutely nobody wants to give up their Sunday afternoon to pretend to be uh, sad, communist punk, uh, leather daddy anime boys for us, mm. uh, we're just going to have to put on stupid voices, I think.
0: Yeah. Oh, but that would be a shame for the listeners.
1: It would be a shame for the listeners.
0: Yeah, oh, I really hope someone gets in touch. Oh,
1: we can only hope. Fingers crossed. Okay. Well, moving on to the final segment of the day. Right. Uh, okay. Which do, is,
0: oh, do 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 you have another segment idea?
1: I do. Uh, it's called. Oh wow. You might be familiar. It's yeah. called. Uh, you will regret your names and words. And the concept here it is quite high concept. We have discussed it a little bit before. Oh, that's um,
0: perfect because as we've established, the 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 games that we are covering, you know, do. Skirt that line between being quite very high brow, and then all of a sudden Mm. there's an arsehole. Mm. Man,
1: sure. So the concept here is looking at the names of different characters in the game, and uh, coming up with suggestions of what those characters would be called if Charles Dickens wrote Metal Gear Solid instead of Kojima. Yeah. Okay. All right. I've got like my top. Example here is I've got Mei Ling uh, right at the top. Okay. I'm thinking if Dickens had to mm-hmm. write a story in which Mei Ling featured, uh, she would be called Lady Susan Pocket Stamps. <laughs>
0: <laughs> okay, now, in this imaginary uh, Charles Dickens story, is this like a Dickensian retelling of *Matter of or is it just like a completely separate entity that you just he... happen to have a character that is so. Mei Ling? I guess so. I'm
1: thinking kind of like maybe sort of alternate history in which it's kind of... Set in a similar era, but okay. everything sort of shifted a little bit more towards the Dickensium. Uh We've got uh, Dr. Naomi Hunter up next, mm-hmm. which I think is almost there, really, like Dr. Naomi Hunter. I think that's, Hunter as a second name, I think is pretty spot oh, on. Yeah. Um, so I just decided to introduce maybe a little bit more, like, misogyny to make it slightly oh, more yeah. Dickensian. Um course, So yeah. we're going to downgrade her from Dr. Naomi Hunter to <laughs> Nurse Evelyn <laughs> Chuttlehunt.
0: <clears throat> yep. Okay. So this is—is uh, is this like an audience participation type? Like, do we have a hashtag? <laughs>
1: sure, so, like, we Like people like coming with their own suggestions. Absolutely. Yeah. I would love to hear them.
0: Okay. I think we should hashtag this, Mother. <laughs> do uh, I mean, what's, what? What? what what's snappy. Come on. We um, were calling
1: it. You will regret your names and words. But that's pretty. That's a bit. That's, that's a bit not wordy, hashtag yeah. friendly. <laughs> yeah. um,
0: Metal Gear. Not Metal Gear Dick. Just Metal Gear Dickens is too on the nose. Um, <laughs>
1: Maybe on the nose is what we need. Maybe Metal Gear Dickens. Let's go with that. Right, Metal hashtag. Gear
0: Dickens. Exactly. Because you're not going to forget that. You're going no. to be sitting there thinking, you've you've ingested the podcast, you've carried on with your day, and you thought, oh, I have an idea for a Dickensian version of a Metal Gear Solid character name. Oh, but what's the hashtag? There's something ridiculous you wouldn't remember, but Metal Gear Dickens. How the fuck are you going to forget that?
1: Exactly. Perfect. Absolutely yeah. perfect. Sorted. Right. Okay. So, well, the next one I was looking at is I wanted to do one for Miller. Right. But actually, Miller's absolutely 100% already there. Like, especially since he's like Master Miller, isn't he, as well? Yeah, and like that's... But I did like a little uh, Google. I've been trying not to do too much Googling around this, obviously. But mm. I did Google him. And he has like oh, an no, even longer name. Oh, no, you didn't Google
0: Miller, did you?
1: And it's even more like Dickensian. I can't remember what it is, but basically, it's all yeah. already there. Thank you, Kojima, for doing this segment for me. Um, mm. And so I've just got one more. And that was Donald Anderson. Poor Donny. Right. Poor Donny. I went for Leopold Wheatheart
0: yep that's a good segment brilliant
1: okay you regret your names and deeds done Ken's last words are those pentagon bastards and then he dies and I'm guessing that this is maybe foreshadowing something pretty big
0: okay so you, you, you think that maybe everything isn't as it seems
1: it could it could well be that everything is not right. quite hunky-dory uh, with right, Snake okay. and his pals and his new colleagues, but or, something like those Pentagon bastards, I'm thinking maybe
0: Actual <laughs> fucking pentagons <laughs> Maybe
1: I can have them in the stick and maybe what Ken is teasing here is a really, really gritty sequel to Thomas Was Alone Alright, <laughs> that's it That's all we have to say about
0: Mel so far Is that all you had to say <laughs> about Mel <Gear> <laughs> yep. Okay, well that's good Shit, I think we've reached the end of it.
1: Finally, I'm finally free.
0: Yeah, I think you're finally well for now. Anyway, um, all in all, I mean, going into Mount Sword Cold and then you know, experience the first hour and a half. Uh, can you see yourself sticking with it for the foreseeable future? For
1: the foreseeable future, sure. I'm pretty invested. Like I say, the date. Yeah. The day, I mean, I'm I, mean sad I know that maybe because I have to admit. Yeah. But um, but no, there's certainly you know plenty. Besides the dog racing, I am sad that the whole like beef between him and Psycho Mantis isn't going to be settled on the snow because mm. that would have been amazing.
0: <laughs> yeah, like instead of like boss battles, they had like rhythm action dog racing <laughs> oh. minigames.
1: Oh. Oh. oh, sorry, that is torture just thinking about how incredible that yeah, would be. Sorry about that. But, uh, but no, but even so, right. you know, there's a lot to love, there's a lot to appreciate. I'm feeling optimistic. Yeah, that's a good...
0: I know that you like you mainly come to the old games for your environmental design and shit like that, and that you know maybe Metal Gear doesn't have a whole lot of that going mm-hmm. on. But apart uh, from that, yeah, I, I I think there's enough very bizarre things thrown in the mix here that most people could be like, "Ah, oh, what's going on here?" I'd play that.
1: Yeah. No. Yeah. I'm looking forward to it. Yeah, what is going on here? What's right. going on with those Pentagon bastards, for example? Aren't yeah, they what's going on with the Pentagon bastards? Or is this just something that's going on at the Pentagon? Yeah,
0: I mean, there's so much. There's so much I mean, Miller's going to tell you about more of the you know flora and fauna of Alaska. Yeah. Uh, you're going to do some more flirting with Mei Ling. You're going to do more flirting with Naomi. I mean, there's just so many. In the first hour and a half alone, mm. I mean, how could you stop at this point? You know what I mean?
1: That's true. It's certainly built up a momentum in terms of like flirting and fauna floating on Fauna nice yeah. what more could I
0: want that's what I mean because other games of the year like you know for example Croc for example I mean taking completely at random I mean Croc I mean if, if you're not invested in the core gameplay mechanic of being a crocodile and jumping on platforms and collecting things there's nothing keeping you there is there like, there's no right. like external there's no other elements you're like oh I could grab onto that I quite enjoy that, right. that keep me going. but there's,
1: there's a lot there. to you there's in place just... with Metal Gear sure yeah mm-hmm.
0: good well a positive note to croc, croc is shit for the record Ladies and I fucking hate croc so much
1: I really thought we were going on a positive note But no, uh, yep uh, Man's first disobedience was making croc Great
0: Yeah. Okay, well um, thanks for Well, I say thanks for listening There's no guarantee that anyone is listening Because it, it's dependent on me taking uh, Let's see here About an hour and 45 minutes worth of uh, I, I, don't, I hesitate to say content um, Of audio and reduce it into a podcast shape right but I mean if you did listen I hope you enjoyed it I hope you learnt something I hope um, I hope we all learnt something from this experience Um, I hope you come back that'd be good if we ever made another one that'd be very good Uh, if you have relatives you should go up to them and tell them about your experience listening to this podcast make them listen to it Um, strap them to a chair if they're sleeping maybe sneak a little headphone on them make them listen to it in their sleep that'd be good too Um, how do people talk to us Anna if they wanted to uh, audition for the role or right um Asks any questions.
1: I guess the Twitter account would be the best way. I can open up our DMs. That would be the best way.
0: Yeah, you can open up DM. DMs. Uh, yeah, that is uh, at Metal Gear Guff, mm-hmm. which is um, I don't need to spell that. I mean, well, or do I? If we have like an international F's audience, in I mean, do Americans know what Guff is?
1: They've got Google. Everyone's got Google.
0: Okay, well that's good then. Metal Gear
1: Guff, two F's in
0: Guff. Yeah, uh, you got to put the app. That's how Twitter works. I think. <laughs> that's
1: how it works. If there's one thing I've learned
0: and uh, yeah you should you should get on there and then uh, make sure your entire family yeah, follows that um, make sure all your friends follow that uh, make sure the f- families of all those friends follow it and then ask us questions, audition for the role um, just I you mean, know you probably tell us don't how good a job we did you
1: probably just need to like shout at us and say I'd like to do this <laughs> no, probably. well no because if we
0: say that then I mean we just have to take the first person we get and they're not necessarily <laughs> going to be the best one for the job
1: that would be tragic okay Right, well, assuming that we're going to get inundated, like, we're actually going to put the open casting calls for Hamilton, to shame with Shawnee on Alex. Yeah. <laughs> we're going to have to rent premises to audition everybody and, like, start right. looking into travel expenses and stuff because the world's glitterati will be out. Um, assuming that all that happens, then yes, yes, do be prepared to audition for the role of either Kojima or the second mm. Shawnee in a
0: the second shot, the the inferior Sean. Yeah, just for clarification. And
1: the communist punk Sean.
0: The communist punk. Yeah. Sean Okay. Right. Well, that's good news. I think uh, Kojima's is probably willing to fund us for another episode Fantastic. at least. Um, yeah,
1: it is good news. The episode two of Death Stranding is still still a go. Yeah. Brilliant.
0: Okay. Um, hi. I uh, I'm I'm Sean. i have been Sean Casey. Anna, have you been anyone?
1: I've tried to be someone. I think I've tried to be Anna. i Anna.
0: Right. Okay. Um, bye. You should come back. If you made it this far. Yeah.